Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of Kiva's Place, the Kiva Murdoch Show and Podcast. I am your host and producer, Coach Kiva Lernice Murdoch, and tonight we have another amazing show for you. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest before we play our, our introduction. And right after our intro, we will bring her right on. So tonight, we're going to be having a very candid conversation with Joanna James. She is known as the revolutionary difference maker in the design, construction, and banking sectors. And she's been featured in several publications such as Entrepreneur, The Advisor, NPA, Australian Broker, CIO, and countless of others. Today, she uses her influence and expertise to shape the lives of women around the world. Miss James is known as Australia's youngest female architect and builder. She is the author and creator of the world's first bio home and created Shamhala at, at Byron Retreat, which welcomed celebrity singer Sting as her first guest. That's major. She is a pioneer entrepreneur who led the International Easy Group to become the industry powerhouse in the lending sector. She's an advocate for businesses, independence and competition. And her advice is sought after by government officials, industry bodies and top business leaders. Joanna is known as a powerhouse leader in a male dominated um, domains and now has the Successful Women, which is a business community and movement committing to women reaching their full potential. She's the mother of two girls and she's very passionate that female founders can um, have easy access to use business tools so they can grow and scale their companies through her successful woman movement. So as I stated earlier, after our brief intro, we're going to bring to the stage none other than Joanna James. And we're going to dive into a little bit of who she is and what she has going on. She's a phenomenal woman. So I tell you, you do not want to miss this show tonight. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Welcome to Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and podcast. We hope that by the end of our show, you left feeling empowered, motivated, and connected. So come on in the room. Grab your favorite drink, sit back, and enjoy the ride, because you're finally at home at Kiever's Place. Now give it up for our host and producer, Coach Kiever Lernice Murdoch. Yes, yeah, so welcome back to Kiva's Place, the Kiva Murdoch Show and Podcast. And I have in the house tonight the incomparable, the beautiful Coach Joanna James. So how are you tonight? Thank you, Coach Kiva. I'm amazing, but it's, it's actually tomorrow morning because I'm in Australia. So I'm <laughs> dialing into the future. <laughs> That's right. I have to remember that because here in the States on the East Coast, it's like 7.30 p.m. Um, Thursday night. So you are actually already on Friday. So kudos to you. No, I'm doing amazing. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to talk with you and to be with your audience today. Awesome. So I just read a very... Um, established bio. So I'm very curious to learn just a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So tell us a little bit more about who you are first. 
Yes, well, as you can see, I've got a very varied background in my career. So I've had a lot of different uh, industries that I've worked in and a lot of different roles that I've done. And I've also had a lot of, you know, life experience in, in general. So it's definitely been an entire journey. But what I can say is that at this point in my life, this is where I feel like it's all really beginning. This is the exciting stuff. This is where it's all coming together and the culmination of all of my different experience and my know-how. And I'm just very, very, very motivated every day when I get up. I feel inspired and motivated to do what I do because I really believe that now is the time that we can make significant changes in the planet with what we do. And one of my loves is being able to empower women in business, particularly if they're owning businesses, but also if they're working in businesses to be able to level up and do what they want to do. So let me ask you something, because in in your um, introduction, you are actually very, um, very adverse in not only architecture, but um, banking as well. What actually brought you into those those, you know, fields, industries? Yeah, well, absolutely. So I, I got into architecture because I was actually a maths and physics geek in high school. And I'm not exactly sure why, but somebody at the time told me that architecture had a lot, a lot of maths. It doesn't really. It has a very small amount of maths. It's actually a very artistic, creative um, profession to pursue. But when I got into it, I just loved it. I absolutely loved the combination of using your imagination, designing, creating, documenting, project managing, and bringing things into the world, into physical form. So I absolutely loved that, that profession. But as with all stories, I met a man, I got married, and he came from a financial background. So I always wanted to contribute to the family business. So that's where my career really pivoted. And I also focused on building that company with him over 20 years. And on the side, I was always doing things in design. I was always doing projects and renovating buildings, creating our new office space. So I was always doing both. And I think that that's one of the things that I really love. And the more that I talk with women around the world, the more that I realize how important it is to actually embrace and integrate all of the parts of who you are, all of the different types of experiences. So whether it be building a business or whether it be building a building, the processes are still the same. The, the, the tools out that you're using to create are different, but the processes are still the same. So it's actually been a continuation of some of the skills that I've learned throughout life in terms of you know designing, creating, implementing, planning, working with people, making sure that things are on track and on time. All of these things are skills that I've used over my lifetime, but just in very different mediums. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are so right about that. And one thing about being very diverse is that you do have the opportunity to pull from various experiences in your life and be able to apply them, make them more applicable where it needs to be. And not only that, be able to teach and show other people, especially women, how to emulate and do the exact same thing. That's amazing. I wanted to ask you, though, being in architecture, that's a very male dominated field. So what challenges did you have? I would expect you're probably one of the very few women in that industry. So what are some of the challenges for literally being a trendsetter as an architecture? 
Well, you know, the amazing thing is, is that when I went through my university degree, it was almost 50% women to men. But when you get out into the workforce, the numbers drop off significantly. And the number of women who actually go through the process of getting registered, that's even smaller again. So it was quite an eye-opener for me to realise that the world in design and construction actually wasn't as I thought that it was. And I definitely had some you know, very challenging circumstances going on site and having to having to lead men. And it really taught me to think on my feet. It taught me to maintain my confidence. And I love working with men. I really do love working with men. There is a particular uh, approach that you need to understand when working with men because they are very hierarchical. And if you're in charge, you need to be in charge. <laughs> it's just as simple that right but um over the time i also learned that there is one golden rule to remember and that is you're going to get tested so they're going to feel straight away how competent is she does she know her stuff um you know where are the boundaries with with this person that's leading me is this somebody that i actually respect and want to follow so as long as you understand that you're going to go through that process then when it happens you're able to manage that gracefully uh, for me, the way that that showed up was one of my very first jobs. I was sent in to administer the construction on site. And my first site meeting with the builder, he said to me, he said, we've got a bit of a problem. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, I haven't actually priced for the extra steel in the footings because I don't believe they were in the drawings. And I said to him, well, that's going to be a little bit of an issue for you because if you turn to page 32 you'll see that the engineer has specified the re reinforcement footings for the for the build and at that moment he knew that he couldn't pull the wool over my eyes we became good friends ever from that time and I actually helped him with the design on his buildings and he helped me with construction so we began to learn with each other but it all started from that very simple test where he wanted to figure out how good is this lady Mm-hmm. You know, and that's very interesting because I kind of feel like as women, we really have to prove ourselves more than others. And especially if you are a, min a minority woman. But let me ask you, do you find where you are more received? And like you were saying earlier, when you're in authority, you really have to have that authoritative um, demeanor without being negative and pushy and, you know, bossy or whatever. But do you find that you have to kind of come off to be a little more softer than your male counterparts because you are a woman? Um, I think it depends on the situation. So I'm a very warm, open-hearted, generous person. That's my nature. Uh, and I really wanted to make sure that I was true to that. So what I like to demonstrate is both. I like to demonstrate that I am fully congruent with who I am. I always love just connecting with people, learning more about them, their families, their backgrounds, you know, on a on a person-to-person -person basis. But depending on the situation, if it's my time or if it's appropriate for me to step into that authority, I will immediately go there. But without making a big fuss and dance, it just is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. If that's my responsibility and if that's what I'm responsible for, I just go there. So I have no um, hesitation in showing people both sides of me. 
right? And I think that that's actually where you get the respect. If you're only soft or if you're only, you know, in your authority and being over the top all the time, then you're very one-dimensional and it's very difficult for people to relate to you. But if people can see that in the right moment, you will step into that space and claim what you need to or set the direction or set the pace, that's where people will be like, oh, this lady's interesting. I think I might follow her. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the reasons why I asked that question, because I kind of feel like as women, we tend to put on a facade, you know, we don't want to be perceived to be one way or the other. And sometimes it's really hard to kind of find that balance and find that space in your in in your industry to actually fit in. But you just hit the nail right on the head. The key is being authentic, being who you are authentically, and also knowing how to demand the stage, if you will, if that opportunity presents itself. And, you know, as women, we really have to find that balance. You know, you can be who you are, but also know when to demand that that respect when the opportunity presents itself. So, you know, I don't want our women to feel like they have to be one way or the other, or, you know, you have to be too strong, you have to be too, you know, um, meek or whatever. Just be authentically who you are, command your space, and everything else will fall right in line. I completely agree. Awesome. So in your your um, line of work, you also use all of those experiences in coaching and empowerment, empowering women. So when I mentioned the phrase collaboration over competition, what does that exactly mean to you? Well, that's very pertinent because collaboration and particularly, you know, having just come back from the States where I had the opportunity to be with Kern and the other co-hosts at the Power Up Summit really made me understand that, you know, collaboration is not just about saying you're going to be collaborative. It's actually about being collaborative. It's a completely different mindset. And I think there are a lot of people that give lip service to being collaborative, but when push comes to shove, they're actually secretly pushing their agenda underneath. So being collaborative is understanding that there's an abundance in this world and there's more than enough for everyone and there's a win-win situation if you're framing it that way. And it's really about coming from a space of service. So, you know, it's, it's considering how can I support this other person? What can I do for this other person that will help them move ahead in life in a positive way? And in that process, you also go on that trajectory as opposed to, you know, thinking what can I get from this person or what's in it for me? So I think collaboration definitely is a very powerful vehicle when it's actually done authentically. If it's done superficially, it's just lip service, right? So you've really got to feel into how genuine is this person? You know, do their actions actually follow up with what they're saying? Are they walking the talk or is this a superficial conversation that we're having? But yes, absolutely. I think collaboration 
is the new way of building business. And I think that naturally, although there are many men that are also collaborative, naturally women tend to be more collaborative. We, we tend to enjoy working with each other. So we do have a natural disposition to move in that way. But I think that also within collaboration, you need to be very clear who you are, what you bring to the table and what it is that you intend to contribute in the process. You, you need to be very clear around how you can contribute to others and what that looks like for you in, in your reality. So I think if you're going to set about to collaborate, it also comes with a certain clarity about knowing who you are. And going back to what we were discussing earlier, every woman, and I mean every woman on the face of the planet, has their own unique combination of what makes them special in the world. So mine is the combination of you know, my life experiences, but everybody online today has exactly the same. So there's something that is genius about you with your life experiences, both personally and professionally, that's combined to make you who you are. And when you show up in the room, being all of that part of you, then that's where the magic and collaboration happens because it's always in those interesting connections that, that we have um, with people. And that comes from embracing all of who you are. So I think a big part of collaboration is really being the whole of who you are and contributing from that space and really contributing to others first as opposed to you know having it be about me and what's in it for me. I agree 100% with exactly what you said. And the beautiful part about collaboration, and you just said it, I can't be you. I could only be who I am. And I think that some people get stuck in this imposter syndrome. They feel like they have to be the next, you know, um, Kern or Joanna or Kiever instead of pulling from deep within with everything they have encompassed over their lives because in reality we all bring something different to the table so if we put all of that experience all of that resource all of our network if we put it all together then what we can create is something incredible and so there's really no need to have that competitive and it's good to be competitive in a sense i'm not saying you should not be competitive however you do not have to compete against your sisters because if it's it's better to put your resources together and work together that way versus then trying to tear each other down because we all have our own niche and we bring something different to the table anyway. So I love what you said, you know, it's really about encompassing the entire being of who you are. I love that. I love that. Now you also authored, is it one book or several books? Well, I've, I've been in, in several books and there's a few more coming out, but uh, my first book was called Mind Body Spaces and I, as I developed my love for design, became really interested in building biology and the study of creating healthy spaces. So looking at things like toxicity, how electric fields affect you, water quality, 
It also encompasses the um, more esoteric part of design, which is, you know, feng shui, geomancy, space clearing. So everything happens on a spectrum in life, um, from the scientific to the things that we can't explain. And buildings are exactly the same. So I absolutely fell in love with this modality. And that's where, you know, the first biohome came from. And I became obsessed with creating a space that had, you know, zero pollutants for my family. And the Mind Body Spaces book that I wrote talks about the, the relationship between spaces that we live in, but also the spaces in our business and how we create things in our business and how the spaces that our businesses are in also affect our business. So it was it was an absolute first love. I've also been in some uh, some chapter books as well. So yeah, there's all sorts of stories from resilience. I know um, we're going to have undefeated coming out soon, and I'm also in a really exciting chapter book uh, for next year as well in the states. So yeah, it's been a wonderful opportunity to clarify my thoughts and to contribute um, in a different way than, you know, directly with people and with podcasts like this. So I've loved the process of getting to write. Awesome. And outside of your book, you have also stemmed a beautiful community, Sister Leaders Community. Tell us more about that. Well, the Sister Luda's community is um, uh, Dr. Karen Pruden-Hills that I spent some time with in, in the U.S. So she has her conference coming up. So if you haven't checked out her conference, you need to make sure that you do so. It's at the end of October. And I'm hoping that I'm going to get to dial in from the States to have a chat with all the ladies there. Um, but what happened for me was that I went through a massive personal change and I went through a divorce. And at that point in time, it really challenged me and stripped me of all of the preconceived ideas of what life was about. Yeah. So everything in my whole life came into question, re-evaluation, and I really had to dig in deep to discover who I was and what it was that I really wanted to do in the world. So as we talked before, I had always spent my working career predominantly in male-dominated environments, and I'd loved that. Within our company, we had a lot of women. In fact, we had just as many women executives as men. But outside of the business, when I went to the high-powered boardroom conversations, they were all men. When I went to speak at government, they were all men. And this was a very typical story for me. So I realized that the, the first half of my 50 years on the planet had been around really preparing for the next 50. And the next 50 is really helping women be able to move forward in their lives. So whether that be understanding foundational things like where does confidence come from? How do you build resilience? What really is work-life balance and is it possible anyway? How do you have emotional mastery? Yeah to working with women who are working within corporations. So what does it mean to be a leader? What are the skills that you need when you move from being a manager to an executive? What's the mindset shift that needs to take place? How do you position yourself for the next career advantage? And then, of course, the, the next part is if you're a woman in business and so many ladies jump into the entrepreneurial game and it's exciting, 
but there's a lot to it. There's a lot to learn when you start the entrepreneurial journey. There's a lot of things and skills that you may not have been exposed to. And so when you're in a business, developing a business, particularly in the first five years, that's the most critical time to really understand the skills that you need, the mindset that you need, and the process of how you structure and create a business. So I love working with women to help them move through that process to get really clear on how does their business serve them? Because I don't know about you, Coach Kiva, but I meet so many ladies and they're amazing, but they get stuck in the middle of their companies. They're busy, they're time poor, they're working late at night. All of the reasons that they started the business in the first place, as the business becomes more successful, they get stuck. And I love helping them transition over that hump. I love helping them have a plan. I love business planning. I love strategic planning. I love helping them with their mindset as they grow, developing a team, understanding the mechanisms of you know, the different structures that they might need in their business so that they can have a clear plan on where they want to go for their company. But also, how does that relate to the rest of their life? What does that mean in terms of how long do they want to work for? How much money do they need out of the business to be able to hit their, their wealth planning goals? What does well-being really mean for that person? Yeah, Is their business aligned with their need for contribution? Because I believe that most of the ladies that I meet all realize that it's time we start to do some things differently. And this world needs us to contribute back in a different way if we're going to make changes on the planet. So how does your business relate to what you want to contribute in the world? So the successful woman is a movement that empowers women through all of those phases. And at the heart of it, it is also a business of contribution. It's contributing back to ladies in the world so that things can change. I love that. I love it. And we are running short on time, but I definitely wanted to um, touch on you have definitely reach across um, several countries and lines in order to reach women and to teach and to show them exactly what they need to do to be able to leverage up. You have an event coming up that is actually going to take you into India very soon. Tell us about that. Yes, well, I was very honored to have a couple years ago the opportunity to join the successful woman and to mentor women in India. So very similar to the United States, they have about 3% CEOs. So in Australia, women are actually quite fortunate. We're about 15% of ladies are CEOs in, in our country. But in India, it is an emerging market. There's some very strong cultural and traditional ideas around women and working. Uh, so I've had the opportunity to be working virtually there through the pandemic. The event is actually the founder of the successful woman, Ron Maholtra, who is one of the most amazing men on the planet, who is actively out there supporting women every day. He has an incredible event that he's doing over there on global leadership, and I'm going over to support him and his team in that event, but also to meet in person the ladies that I have been working with. So I'm very, very excited to be going to Mumbai in a couple of weeks um, and to really immerse myself in what's happening in India. And yes, as I said, I've just come back from the States. I love connecting with ladies in the UK. We've got followers in Philippines, all around the world, because 
we are all connected <laughs> and I know that you're going to get this coach Karen because you've got empowered motivated and connected we really are much more connected in this big world than we realize and I think that's where the strength of collaboration comes from is the strength of your connections with other people so if you take one thing away from today is just reach out you know it's it's one of the things I love about what I do getting to meet amazing women like you all around the world. Yeah, and that's so important. And one thing that COVID did, and I have said it over time and time again, and it has really forced us to be able to connect together, right? Because when the world shut down, we had to find a way to stay relevant, to keep our businesses going and to stay connected with people. So, I mean, TV shows and podcasts just popped up everywhere and people literally reaching from across the globe to connect and work together. So I'm always just so excited to hear, you know, my, my uh, fellow coaches and women just so passionate about doing that because it's so needed and it's so important. Ah, Sister Joanne, you have been a pleasure being here on Kiefer's Place. I've enjoyed every last minute of just learning about you, about what you do, and how you continue to just empower women to be their best selves possible. But I wanted to ask you before I let you go, what do you do? You do so much, but what do you do to make sure that you are in a good headspace and you are resting and relaxing? So before I let, let any of my women go, I always have to ask that question because I like to make sure that you're taking care of yourself as much as we're taking care of others. So tell me what you do. Okay. Well, I live on top of a beautiful mountain about 45 minutes from the sea. So I love to walk. I love to be in nature. I love greenery. I just find that helps me defrag. And when I really want to get earthed, I have veggie gardens. So it's a new hobby of mine. I've been growing vegetables and the process is amazing. I actually even grow things from seeds into little babies and then I take them out into the big garden beds and I watch them grow. And it's so satisfying to be able to eat your own food. So for me, it literally is walking on the mountain in nature and getting my hands in the earth. That's what really helps me come back down to reality. <laughs> I love that. And I can definitely appreciate the gardening aspect of it. I have tried to garden. I am not good at it at all. I kill everything I touch. So more power to you. I'm I'm glad that you have a different outcome. And I'm glad to hear that you make sure that you are taking care of yourself as well as other people. Amazing, amazing. So before I give you an um, space for any final words, I definitely want to let everybody know how to get in contact with you. So I'm going to pop your information on the screen. If you would like to reach out to Joanna James on LinkedIn, here is her link. You can also look her up by her name as well, but this is her link for LinkedIn. Please reach out to her. I'm going to show her Instagram as well. You can go to instagram.com slash the dash, excuse me, the period successful woman the period successful woman so definitely reach out her on instagram and on facebook on facebook you can go to facebook.com forward slash the hyphen successful hyphen woman hyphen 
and the numbers at the bottom of the screen. So definitely, definitely do not be a stranger. Reach out to her. You've definitely heard exactly what she had to say. She's coming from a space of experience and knowledge. And if you are stuck, if you are a woman stuck in your business and you're not sure what to do to move forward, I would encourage you to definitely reach out to her. Ms. James, it has been an honor to have you again. Do you have any final words for our audience before I let you go? The floor is yours. Well, Coach Kimber, I just wanted to actually acknowledge you because without you and creating this show and providing the space for people like me to come, I wouldn't even have this opportunity. So I just wanted to thank you so much. And you are definitely a woman that's absolutely demonstrating what collaboration looks like and feels like. So I just wanted to say thank you very much. Um, for anybody that's a bit curious about, you know, how can I get more freedom over my life? If you go to the website on the main page, there's a freedom quiz. It takes about three minutes to do. Super cool. It'll give you an idea of where in my life maybe are things out of balance. So that's a great tool for you to use. I will forward to connecting with all of you. And I really hope that um, I get to come back to the States soon. So maybe next year I'll be able to plan another trip because I just love being back stateside. Amazing. And you are also welcome here at Keeper's Place anytime. So you are no longer a stranger. Once you have graced my stage, you are now family. So anything you have coming up, definitely feel free to reach out to us. Thank you, Coach Kiva. You're welcome. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We will have a special show on Sunday night. So definitely come back and join us. We will have another powerful woman in the house. I'm loving this powerful women just coming and gracing our stage. And we will also have another amazing show next Thursday night. So Sunday, we're not typically live. So Come back Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You do not want to miss Sunday, I assure you. So until next time, family, continue to share, connect, and glow because building your network also builds your net worth. So thank you for watching. Peace and blessings. Good night and good morning. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for watching Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and Podcast. Tune in every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Kiever's Place. To be a guest on our show, text the word guest to 803-368-3030 or visit us at tinyurl.com slash Kiever's Place book and watch us on apple tv roku and amazon fire as we're broadcasting in more than 60 million homes worldwide